The following Roadshow podcast contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. Rowers tend to use invective and colourful language to explain even the simplest points. This Roadshow podcast is no exception. Welcome to The Roadshow. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, crucial role in South Africa. Passion. Great. Passion, fiction, ultimate goal. Glory, relentless training, pain. Pain. Hello ladies and gents, uh, welcome to another awesome episode or a bonus episode of uh, The Row Show. Welcome to another hype train uh, where we build up to the World Cup 2 uh, in Poland this year. It's uh, it's quite an interesting episode, uh, we're just going to give you a little bit of the, the highlights and the, the, look, the, the racing points that we're really excited to watch in this weekend coming up. Uh, it's a bit of a different episode, I've got Jakey here with me but... Jake is all the way in Poland. He's racing uh, this weekend, so he's just uh, there already. I, unfortunately, am not going because uh, uh, we had some uh, injuries in our crew and didn't get some uh, good training in that we, we wanted to, so we're staying at home to train. Uh, but we're back on the money, so we'll be back in the racing soon. Uh, Jakey, welcome to the show again. Nice to hear your voice. Tops, guys. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting episode. This time around, I am in Poland, so... Uh, I don't know what you would call me, your eye in the sky, but yeah, I'm in Poland ready to race. But of course, we've got the, the hype train episode to get through. Um, just being here at the course itself, looking at the crews, get, getting to the water. Yes, the goosebumps are, are going. Um, the nerves are building up, really excited. And it's awesome to see the crews at the water. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited. I think there's some really interesting things going on. So, Jakey, tell us, um, what's the, the course been like this week? What's the weather like? Um, sort of, uh, how's, how's that all been uh, in the build-up? How busy is the course? Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty hot. I mean, it's Europe in the summer. It uh, gets pretty warm here, so not, not too bad, though. I think uh, uh, it's definitely in that uh, nice range to race in. It gets hot during the day. Um, the course, I mean, we all know that Poland is a really fast course. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that quick this weekend because the whole week it's been a slight headwind um, uh, down the course. So we'll see if it might change for this weekend's racing. But I mean, the water's pretty warm. So even for a headwind, it's it's pretty quick. But I don't know if we'll see record-breaking conditions like we did. Um, yeah, the course has been fairly busy. It's difficult to tell because as the South African team likes to get there when no one's around, so super early in the morning and then uh, whenever in the afternoon so i haven't seen too many crews but uh it was super busy today and yesterday i think most of europe the european crews got here uh the beginning of the week it's usually just the continental uh teams that are, are cruising around but otherwise yeah the course is looking good poland's actually a really beautiful place it's uh my first time here so far i've been really impressed okay very very cool and i heard that the course is like right in the middle of the city so it's like pretty epic um like racing there with the the city around you Lots of people watching yep. and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, it is. It's like I looked on the map. It, it seems like it's in the middle of like a tourist zone. Um, so it's in the touristy part of the city. Very good infrastructure. It's also um, you can see when they built it, they put a lot of effort into like uh, doubling it up with a lot of like um, other 
kind of outdoor venue things. There's like a like a ski a ski part, um, some outdoor activity, the swim pool. Uh, so there's a there's a lot going on there, not just uh, rowing related. So it's pretty dope. Okay, very very cool. So let's get into some of the racing that we we excited to to watch. Let's briefly go into. So you obviously racing in the men's four. So I think let's that's a good place to start. Um, you, I mean, let's. There's a few talking points in the men's four, uh, notably uh, Will Satch coming back and, and racing in, in the in the GB team again. Uh, he's been out with a shoulder injury, so that's quite cool to to see him back in the boat. He's stroking their well GB two, so maybe their second boat uh, with some other new faces and um, and uh, Alan Sinclair. So I think that'll be that'll be a pretty cool boat to to keep an eye on this weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Will Satch is he's definitely one of the big dogs in GB. I think everyone can agree agree on me with that. Um, and even though he's coming back from injury, without a doubt, he's going to be really quick. I mean, even we we definitely he's one of the the guys the guys to beat at the moment. And then obviously, Alan Sinclair, he's uh, he got he raced in the pair at, at Rio. And then you also have um, Adam Neal. He's uh, he was in the GB four last year. They got a bronze medal. And then Tom Jeffrey to round it off. So, you know, that's going to be a super competitive boat. Um, so really excited to see that. I mean, geez, I, I don't even know if GB1 and GB2, who's really the best crew. But, uh, I mean, another talking point that's crazy is the Australian selection because, um, you know, Lawrence, the, the Aussies have switched up their four, as I'm, sh- I'm sure you know. And mm. uh, that's quite interesting. Um, I don't know how, you know, what that will mean for their speed, but obviously still competitive. So the way I've heard it is that um, in the early stuff in the season that uh, I, one of the guys, I'm not sure, I think it's the, uh, the one that's gone into the eight, he has, was struggling a little bit with some injuries and stuff and they were out the boat for a bit. And then when they got into the back into the four, it just wasn't going as, as well as they wanted it to go. And then uh, Alexander Hill and Booth went into the pair for a bit and their pair was basically performing as well as, their, as, well as the four uh, percentage-wise. So I think that they've made that switch uh, into the pair because just, uh, you know, it's less people to worry about. And obviously they were clicking and, and going quite well. So and obviously they were feeling a bit of the pressure from uh, their close win at, at World Champs last year with only winning by just that fraction of a, of a second uh, or to the Italians. Yeah, and uh, obviously, um, for those that don't know, uh, uh, Alex Schill's got a lot of actually a lot of history with Josh Booth. They rode together in the fall. They got a silver medal in Rio, so there's history there. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see because I mean, there's another massive talking point this year is the is, is the qualification for the Olympic Games. And I think um, with the two of them in the pair, considering that they, they Aussie Australia didn't have such a fast pair last year, it really puts their you know, it, it helps with that qualification process. And a, a lot of the coaches this year will be focusing on getting as many boats uh, qualified uh, to provide the, the best selection opportunities for athletes going into next year and for support staff and coaches. So, I mean, that's also uh, a point that you have to consider. Um, but, I mean, the, the men's pair is a super stacked field. Um, I'd go as far as to say that the men's pair at the moment is probably more competitive than the men's four. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. But another talking point in the pairs is that uh, you have the noticeable absence of the Croatian pair. Yeah, so I mean, they, they uh, went out on a back injury. They were entered and then they, they posted on social media to say that uh, uh, Valence back had, had been giving him trouble and that they, wasn't, that they weren't going to race uh, on the weekend. So that was quite, uh, 
quite a big one to see drop off. But just going back to the Aussies, so I think that that, that makes the Aussies uh, quite a favourite. I think to win. I mean, I know there's another, there's quite a few other big names that are that have performed well in the in the last few regattas. But I think that these two will be really quick. And just to cover that, uh, I don't know if we got all the everyone out there uh, if we explained that really well. But it's Alexander Hill and Josh Boo. So Alexander Hill was a stroke man of the four last year. So he's gone into the stroke of the pair. And Josh Booth raced in the eight last year, which which finished second at World Champs. And he's gone into the pair. And then uh, two guys from the four have also have gone back into the eight. So I think the eight and the pair are now their strong two boats. Uh, and the four, I think, is a little bit weaker. But we'll actually have to see on the, the racing this weekend. Hey, Jakey. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, I mean, just on, the, on, on paper, at least, the four seems like it's a bit weaker. Um, but I have no doubt that, you know, I think it would be, you know, people racing here would be their mistake to go into the fours event and go, oh, wow, you know, Australia, they're out the four, uh, the world champion combinations out, you know, it's, it's now it's time to, to like look to other guys. I think Australia is still going to be really fast in the four. I think above all, Australia has such a strong, uh, culture and pedigree in the boat, in the boat itself, not necessarily the athletes. So I think there's a certain element about, you know, the history, the culture, um, a lot of that has got to carry the crew a bit because, I mean, yeah, everyone what? knows that Australian 4 is, is a huge is a huge boat over the years going back to the 90s. So they're going to be quick. What I really like in the, in the 4 is I feel like there's no like established uh, uh, big dog at the moment. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of crews that are that are roundabouts, you know, there and thereabouts. So I think that the racing this weekend is going to be really, really cool. And uh, really fast, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be really close between the, the racing for the four. So it's going to be very, very exciting to see. And then going back, I mean, we're now jumping between the pair and the four. But I think the pair is also going to have good racing. I mean, I know we're missing the Sinkovich brothers. So that's that's a big one that's that's out the picture. But, you know, they, the Sinkovich brothers haven't been that dominant. You know, they've only won two regattas. Last year's world champs and, the law, and European world, cha- uh, world champs. So they've still got a lot to, to, to do to, like, become the dominant factors in the in in the pair so i think there's still a lot of people still hunting uh, for their top spot so i think the pair is also going to be quite an exciting race this weekend yeah and, and the thing i like about the pair is that there are a lot of names in the event there are a lot of boats there that can upset the the order of things so i mean like the crews at the moment with the sinkovich's art that have been performing well are you know serbia and the spanish the the most immediate names that come to mind but i mean like you have crews that on a good day can do really disgusting things. So, like, you have the, the Czech pair, um, the New Zealand pair, you know, they've done really well. Yeah, you you're missing, uh, you got the, the GB and you got Romania and you have um, the the French pair as well. Like, you know, these, there's a lot of names on that list for sure that are people that on a good day can can box at the front. And Italia, Italy as well. So, you have Giuseppe Vincino. Um, he's not, he's with a new partner, another new partner, Um but I mean, he's a world champion, and uh, I mean, so there's a lot, there are a lot of, there are a lot of crews there, and Definitely. another crew change in the men's pair is also Canada. Um, they don't have their um, their pair that finished fifth last year from Kenzie Cop and uh, T- uh, Taylor Perry, I think. Uh, they have a pair with Kyle Langefeld, Conlon McCabe. Oh yeah, and, so that's going to be uh, very exciting to see as well. Yeah, and they've got another another pair with uh, David De, De, De Groot, De Groot, if uh, if if. If we're in South Africa, we'd say De Groot and Tim Shriver. So, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens there. So, I mean, they have a lot of names. I think they're going to be 
a couple uh they are going to be a couple stories this weekend in the pairs event of people upsetting yeah this, and i, this I think um i'm trying to think when last conor mckay raced in the pair but i mean i raced him in 2010 under 23s man that guy has so much power so i think that that pair could uh be really could be really mean but you know at this stage of the season we, we can't really uh call it out at all so let's let's be patient and see what the what the racing gives us because i mean it starts tomorrow so we'll already see through the heats uh who's 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 performing at the at the good level there let's jump across though to the women's section and the women's pair where i think it's going to be another huge uh classic clash with uh, new zealand and canada but some interesting news uh coming out of the the selections is that the canada pair that was world champion last year has changed now you've got uh, a new person coming in from the eight into the pair yeah and so that that new person sydney payne she's taking the seats of kaylee former uh i'm not 100 percent sure what happened there but uh it's a crew change up um so i mean it's going to be it's going to be interesting because they were world champions but it's a very close margin between them and uh, the new zealand pair so that's going to be really interesting if the if the absence of, of Kaylee Fulmer is not felt too much and the Canadian pair can still pull through. And then, I mean, another another two pairs, which I'd say the dark horse, I, I use dark horse and inverted commas here, but the, the USA pairs, we all know mm. the force of the USA women's team. <coughs> and I think uh, the USA pair of Megan Colmo and Tracy uh, Isa are going to be um, a crew to watch out for. I mean, there's Definitely. a huge gap between New Zealand, Canada, and the rest of the field, but I think they can perform. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think New Zealand might take this one early on in the season in a new combination on the can uh, on the the Canadian women's team. But then I do think that the USA they're going to close the gap down for sure because that's a that's a really quality boat to to put out there. So I think it's that's that's going to be a really cool uh, event to watch this weekend, especially. After European champs, I mean, all the crews we're talking here, talking about here, weren't even at European champs. So uh, I think it'll be a completely different event this weekend. Yeah, and I think the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, thing this weekend is is has has the rest of the world caught up to New Zealand, and Canada, um, because at world champs the gap. I don't have to give the numbers, but I think it's maybe eight seconds. So it's a huge gap, and. Uh, European race was super tight, a really exciting race. The women's pair actually uh, one of my best races of the weekend. But this weekend, it's going to be has the world caught up to New Zealand and Canada. Yes. Um, okay, Jackie, what is your next race that you want to discuss? Well, I mean, another race, I mean, I've been looking at the names and uh, another huge event where the continental teams have a massive presence is the women's eight. Um, you've got the Canadian eight, they medaled last year, uh, the Australian eight, um, the New Zealand eight, uh, the USA eight. So these are huge names um, in the in the event. And uh, we all we all remember the race from Europe, uh, European champs where Romania just beat uh, GB with a disgusting stroke rate at the end of the race. But again, it's going to be it's going to be a question of if uh, if Romania and GB from uh, Europe. I see Romania aren't racing, but uh, does does Europe stand up to the rest of the of the world in the women's eights? Because I mean, they're going to be some uh, really close racing this weekend in that event. Yeah, and like I mean, it's really tough to to see what uh, USA have done. I mean, I remember chatting on our episode with uh, Emily Regan on like how 
they just change the the combinations and the, the crew lineups all the time and especially uh, coming into these big comp- these early competitions of the season so it's very tricky to see because I'm looking at the women's four and the women's eight and there's a lot of big names in in both um, events from the USA women's team so it's hard to even tell which is their top crew is it the the four with Emily Regan and and them or is it the eight and and I, so it's very tricky to to tell which is going to be the thing all I know is I think they'll both be pretty quick yeah and I think uh, another name that you that we must chat about well not a na- another part is uh, the Canadian women that has been really consistent uh, over the the last couple of regattas and I think um, They've been probably the most consistent with their selection. So I think they got a silver medal last year at World Champs. So I think they might be... Because, I mean, I looked at the USA women's selection and from my perspective, from my perspective, it looks like the four is, is where the fast uh, the fast rows are at. And uh, I think the eight has got uh, maybe the fours at the top uh, boats. So I think Canada might be the favorites at this regatta. But like you said, the, the USA, there's the selection there, it's savage. It's ruthless. So you never know what's what's going on. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be crazy. And I'm like really excited to watch both of them. And I think that fours race, you know, we always say that that's a race that's just building momentum because, you know, it's new into the Olympic cycle, this this cycle. And it's just, there's more and more entries each, each, each regatta and it's just getting better and better. And like, I know that Australia have loaded their top girls into the, the women's four. So I think that that women's four race might be a really cracker. Yeah, and uh, I think, like you said, it's it's getting more competitive, and as a new Olympic class, it's going to really, um, really develop its own culture within the, the rowing itself. And I mean, there are a lot of big names. Obviously, the the standout, the standouts to that that immediately come to mind are like we spoke about at the USA four. Um, they've got two falls here, and uh, one of them was world champions last year. And um, you've got a, a couple other really strong crews there. I mean, in the Dutch four really strong they performed mm. well at european champs the polish four they performed well at european champs and then you have um the, the australians and the and the, the aussies who again also you know you never know what's what's going to come from there so i think uh, it's going to be a really interesting race yeah so um you know actually a country that we haven't really spoken about much is uh, new zealand and they've got a i think it's just the events that we're really chatting about that we haven't really uh, got into to what they're going to send but Flip, man, I'm excited to see what the New Zealand team can produce uh, at their first big uh, race this season. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we were chatting before we started, but uh, Lawrence, in every event, I would say that New Zealand have got a competitive boat. I mean, we're talking about a finalist medal contenders, and um, it's great to see uh, the return of Emma Twig into the, the fold. And, uh, you know, it's <laughs> she's coming back in a really... A really spicy time in the women's skull, so uh, it's really. I don't know what you what you think about. That, I think she. Uh, I think she has a good chance if she's on form, which I, I hope she is. I hope she she comes back with the vengeance. And you know, I always thought it was such a shame. You know, she was doing so well in uh, 2014, and then took that 2015 year off to study uh, in Switzerland, and then like just didn't quite get it back before uh, the Rio Games. So I really still think that we, we've yet to see the best of, of Emma Twig. So I think that's going to be quite cool. Although you are missing Sunita Prospera and Janine Gamelin. So I do think that the, 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 the front of the field is a bit lacking in the women's skull. So it'll be cool, I think, for, um, for Emma Twig to get a, a win here. But let's see what, what happens there. 
Yeah, and we also, we've got uh, Victoria Thornley. She took some time off and uh, she didn't, I mean, she, she had a, some, some good races, but I think, again, this is a perfect opportunity for returning crews like uh, Emma Twig and Victoria Thornley to to get back into the game and then maybe build a little bit of confidence. Um, because, I mean, again, they're still, even with Sunita and um, Janine, there are still some mega names. I mean, you have Cara Kohler from the USA, Carling Zeman from Canada, who are another continental is, that are is Napkova, well. and Is Napkova racing this uh, this World Cup? Uh, no, Navkova's Nav- are. She hasn't entered, so I mean that's another big loss. Yeah, so it's basically your ma- your medalist from uh, from the European uh, World Champs missing out. But still, yeah, as you say, a lot of big names coming in. Um, yeah. Should we jump to men's single? Because I think that's uh, another big one that we definitely need to chat about. Yeah, and uh, staying on New Zealand, Robbie Mansom. He's coming into. I mean, we've seen a couple men's uh, single races this year. And I feel like the field's kind of established for world champs. We, we, we've got the favorites almost, but uh, a huge uh, person that's been missing from the, from the races we've seen is Robbie Manson. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits into the whole hierarchy. Yeah, and like, I, think, I also think like, um, the, the field is changing a little bit as it goes along. Like there's, there's people coming into form and out of form uh, through injuries and all sorts. So I think it will change a little bit coming in, but I think... Uh, I, I do think it is starting to to establish itself, but I mean, you still got um, what Chetel Borsch from uh, Norway, who was in the B final last together, and I'm sure he's done a fair amount of work to to sort that out. And yeah, I'm yeah. really stoked to see Robbie Manson. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say that I thought could be quite interesting is that they, you know, in the in the in a World Cup like this, there's uh, three days of racing and they have quarterfinals. So basically, there's four races over the over the course of three days. So I think it's going to be quite tough on uh, on some of the the athletes. And I think it's the athletes that can get through the heats and the quarterfinals uh, the easiest are, are are going to have the best shot at that that um, getting into the final in a good spot and then having their best race in the final. Yeah, I mean, it's when you have the the quarterfinals of a three day event. It adds, it makes it really interesting because I feel like one race per day. So most most events have a, a heat semi-final if you're lucky enough to go straight through the heat. So for a lot of the top crews, it's fairly straightforward. Um, but when it gets to quarterfinals, you know, you, you, you're adding an, a guaranteed extra race in. So that means one of the days you're doubling up. And um, I find often, you know, a, cruise, a crew can be really fast, but sometimes, you know, fitness comes into play. And uh, if you don't have that conditioning to back up multiple races in one day, uh, it's going to be interesting. And also with the progression system, you might have a good, uh, a, a strong heat, weak semi, a weak heat, a strong semi. So, you know, the names, that they, the way they go through, the way they like, uh, they sift through the progression system, it's tough. Because, I mean, you're going to have to, you might get into a situation where you have to beat some really big names really early on. Yeah. So, but I mean, I do think that the top scholars will will get through those early rounds maybe a bit easier unless the draw is a bit unlucky for them. Um, and do you yeah. think, what do you think? Do you think uh, Robbie Manson will take it over Oli or do you think Oli is going to just open up his, his lead? No, I think uh, I think Robbie Manson's going to beat Oli Zeidler. Um, I, I think uh, Robbie Manson, this is uh, this, just to all those who have forgotten, this is the, the same course where he set the world's best time. So this is a good course for him. I almost would say that it's home ground advantage. 
Um, I've spoken about the it's being a bit of a headwind, but if it's blowing, it's, if it's fast conditions or if it's messy conditions, I think Robbie's got to have a huge advantage. And um, I think Robbie had a disappointing World Champs last year. But everyone that's listening, if you can remember the Lucerne men's single A final, one thing you remember is Robbie Manson opening up a disgusting lead towards yeah. the end of the race. So it's got to be it's got to be a big showdown. But I I would go far, as far as say Robbie Manson's got to take it. Yeah, I definitely, think, and especially if it's tailwind uh, and quick conditions, then he's definitely gonna gonna take the win. I think. Um, yeah. Let's go to lightweight women's double. What do you think is, is oh. going to happen there? Actually, don't even I don't even know if you I want to get into this because I'm not even sure uh, who to talk about or what to talk about in this event. I just know that it's going to be a humdinger. Yes. Yeah, the gladiator event. Um, you know, if, I think if the if the field was fast last year, we have two new crews this year that have come into form. Um, one of the crews is the is the French lightweight double. Um, they had a really good race at Europeans and. Um, Another crew that is uh, also much faster is the the Belarusian lightweight women's double, who are European champions, and they weren't really on the picture last year. So I mean, it's it's going to be a crazy weekend of racing because you have uh, world medalists and people that have been on form in almost every single heat. So it's going to be madness. Uh, a gladiator event. I think the progression is oh. First and second, so it's going to be quite tough progression for a lot of the crews here. Yeah, flip, that's crazy. Um, but I think you nailed yeah. it though, and I think like it can be anyone's day. I think basically from the semi final, uh, if you make the AB semi final, you can you you're in with a shot if you have uh, string together two really cracker races. Yeah, I almost feel like the semi finals are going to be the hardest races of the weekend, and not necessarily the final. Which you is know, which is what we saw come, what we um, saw at Europeans. Uh, we saw that the, the semi-final was actually way quicker and they were the top performer of the day on the semi-final and then yeah. the final was actually a little bit on a touch off the pace. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show, I think you're going to, I think a lot of the lightweight doubles here are going to have to bring their A game in the semis and uh, I think that's the semi-finals is going to where everyone needs to put out their best race because, um, I mean, obviously for the A final you've got to give it everything you've got but the semi-finals I feel are going to be almost more important because, yeah. like you said, once you're in the A final, you've got a really good shot of winning the medal. But in the semifinals, you almost have a, a much uh, bigger um, task at hand. And now that it's Olympic qualifications, those semifinals, I mean, it's one thing now to World Cup, but the, these semifinals are going to count for a lot in World Champs. For all those listeners out there, at World Champs, if you are in a, if you make it through the semifinal, you go into the Olympics. If you don't make it through the semifinal, you're not going to the Olympics yet. So, these semifinals, especially in the lightweight women's double, are, mm. are going to become important. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely right on there, Jakey. And then also we must discuss. I think we'll do it in regatta madness on which boat classes have which qualification spots and where people need to be sitting. And maybe we'll draw a line there and yeah. dis- and discuss who's qualifying, who's not qualifying uh, in the regatta madness post the the regatta. So that'll be quite cool to do, actually. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be really interesting because. Uh, for the uninformed, it's it's a crazy process. So the the last race, actually, I want to discuss because um, we've gone over most of them. You know, we're quite excited about all the events. It seems at the moment, you know, often we only chat about two, three or four, but now we've done most of them. But the men's eight, I think, is uh, is going to be so tight, and that was a lot of 
on our Facebook poll on uh, who who was most excited to watch the the racing this weekend and what were people excited to watch where the men's eight really came out firing there people really excited too to watch this event it's close and there's just more and more crews getting put into the picture because now we're adding Canada USA and New Zealand and I'm so excited to see this New Zealand crew race with uh, Hamish Bond uh, stroking it up front yeah and uh, um, I mean actually the Hamish I mean I can tell you from from being at the course Hamish is not actually stroking they've put them back in, in the four seat what but besides that yeah, they've, they've stuck him in the middle of the boat, boy, the engine room. Yeah, that's crazy. Obviously, he was uh, doing some crazy stuff in the front there and people couldn't keep up. Yeah, riding the bull. And uh, we have actually, and my hair, Drysdale, is up front in the six seats, the oh, golden, okay. golden seat. So, interesting, uh, interesting uh, boat sitting. But, yeah, I mean, I think uh, the one thing about the addition that they give is, uh, for me, it's not necessarily what... What they can provide uh, physiologically. I mean, we both know that Mahi Drysdale and Hamish Bond are, you know, one of the strongest athletes out there and probably the one of the most like uh, gifted genetically. But for me, the biggest advantage that Hamish and Mahi are going to give that eight is the the, the wealth of knowledge of the the winning culture of uh, BMT of how to row well. They both. I mean, Mahi in the single is one of the most successful single scholars of all time. Hamish is the most successful men's pair of all time. So I think the the value they're going to add from a more mental, psychological point of view, I mean, how to train well. These guys, I think that that's the value that's going to make the difference. Yeah. And I think that's going to make a huge difference to the speed of the eight. So I would put them down as a competitive vote. Perfect, dude. Yes, that's cool. I like that. I think we should end with that uh, cool comment. And... Uh, that's a wrap, I think, for us. Hey, Jakey, unless there's something else you, you really want to discuss? Wait. No, no, no. I think uh, the last event I would want to chat about is the men's double. Oh, yeah? Um, I just want to... Because, I mean, it was so close. It was so close in in Europeans. Um, and then you have the New Zealand double who were, um, who are you know one of the best in the world. They're getting added to the mix. So... Really excited to see uh, how that hap- how that how that goes down because uh, uh, men's double for me was the best race to watch at European Champs, the closest race, and um, I think it's going to be really interesting. And also n- another interesting uh, part about this event is that the world champions of France have uh, been a bit out of form lately. They came sixth at Europeans, so maybe they have a bit extra in the tank now. But, yeah, uh, yeah, another great event. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch all the racing for sure. I think that uh, there isn't going to be an event that's not uh, worth watching this weekend, especially come finals day. <coughs> I think we just covered uh, the big talking points and the stuff we're the most excited for. But I think it's going to be good racing all around. And I really hope the weather is, is really quick and, 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 and quality. Yeah. No, I'm also I'm really excited. Uh, the, the, the course is looking good, like I said at the beginning of the episode. And uh, another thing that's been awesome is um, the feedback uh, that we've been getting on social media from our, our story, on our polls. It's been awesome. And uh, we've been loving interacting with the, the listeners out there. Yeah, Flip, so, it's been really yeah, cool. Guys, it's awesome. Yeah, it's been really, really cool. And people also really enjoyed the, the Kim Brennan episode. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, yet go give that a listen. It'll get you G'd up uh, for, for this year and for, and for racing and rowing in general. And yeah. 
keep it real. Enjoy the racing this weekend. And we'll, guys, we'll catch you uh, early next week with uh, Regatta Madness. Yeah, tops. It's been a, been, a big, uh, been a good chat. I think the hype is real. Um, have a good weekend, guys. Yeah, and Jakey, go crush it out there for, for the row show there. Keep representing. Yeah, representing, boy, in the men's fall. I tops. will do. Cool, dude. We'll see you around. Thanks, man. Ciao. All right, sweet. Cheers, man. Cheers.